Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. So today, you know, I hate to mix things secular and spiritual at the risk of perverting things spiritual. However, my opinion is that if you're in the right place spiritually and you have the right relationship with God, you should see everything in your life through that lens, through that paradigm. So I'm going to give you some lessons today that both have uh, that have both spiritual and secular business applications to them. And the first thing that I want to talk about, and I, I've talked about this before with haters, betrayers, and naysayers, but I want to expound upon this point a little bit more, and that is betrayal. That when we look at Judas in the Bible, even those that aren't believers know what a Judas is. Judas betrayed Jesus Christ. So you look at this man who was one of the 12 disciples and had direct, immediate, and personal access to the God-man Jesus Christ and still betrayed him. Like, <laughs> and then you look at somebody like Demas. So Paul, you know, when he's writing to Timothy from jail, you know, it's, it's so, it's, it's crazy to me. Paul, you look at this man that accomplished so much, literally brought salvation through Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, crossed that bridge between Jew and Gentile, right? Started churches among the Gentiles. And, you know, he, I think he wrote 13 books or something like that, or was, was a part of 13 books. I, I can't remember the exact, wrote most of the New Testament or had a hand in writing most of the New Testament. Was, in my opinion, the greatest apostle and here's this guy at the end of his life who should be showered in accolades and comfort. Is in a prison cell alone and cold. He asked Timothy for a cloak. He left his cloak somewhere. He needs his cloak and some reading material. He's alone and cold, nearing the end of his life. He knows he's about to be martyred. And he mentions the betrayal of several of his closest friends. And one of these friends is Demas, who Demas worked directly with Paul, Luke, and Mark. And it's interesting, when you look at Demas and Judas, I guess the point I'm trying to make here is, number one, that proximity is not salvation. Meaning that your proximity, you know, Demas sold Paul out to the world. Demas, when he saw what was about to happen to Paul, was like, well, I don't want that to happen to me. And he betrayed and left Paul to die. You know, you look at what happened to Judas. Judas, for some coins, turned Jesus into the Romans, betrayed Jesus. And it's interesting, Judas was so close to Jesus and Demas was so close to Paul, Mark, and Luke and some other spiritual greats. And yet they still fell to the world, that they loved the world more than they loved God. So I guess the first Lesson here is that proximity does not always mean that you're saved. That your proximity to highly spiritual people or good people, quote unquote, or a church or an or doesn't matter that that's not indicative of being saved. The second lesson here is that in business, let's talk secular, you need to keep your head on a swivel. You know, I can remember I had a business partner that not only after five or six years of being in business and building a multi-million dollar insurance organization together, 
turned around and stabbed me in the back and, and, and requested to be taken off my team and out on his own and took people with him and slandered me and not it testified against me and it's crazy that you know it's always those sometimes sometimes it's always those sometimes sometimes it's those closest to you and I'm not talking about this because I have any kind of hate or malice or anything like that in my heart I've forgiven everybody in my life that's ever done anything wrong because I've done plenty wrong who am I I've done plenty of wrong to people instead I call your attention to this people out there that are in business that I don't want you to walk around in a constant state of paranoia you'll destroy your relationships and you'll retard your progress but I do want to make sure that you understand that you must keep your head on a swivel what does keeping your head on a swivel look like first off my first piece of advice to you is that you should always be recruiting and building relationships like you're going to lose your top person. I used to tell my leaders in the insurance game this all of the time. You need to be recruiting and building a team and building relationships like you're about to lose your top person because you never know, you just might lose your top person. People get lulled into a state of comfort when they start to have success and what happens is is when they're lulled into the state of comfort when they start to have success is they start to put their they take their foot off of the gas and they stop working and they put all of their eggs in one you know proverbial basket and then that basket drops and you lose everything you need to constantly recruit develop and build relationships like you are about to lose your top person the second piece of advice I would have in regards to this is that you need to constantly be building that relationship with those closest to you. That the mistake a lot of leaders make is that they pour into a person, they pour into a person, they pour into the person, and then the relationship is built, right? And then they stop building on that relationship. This is why so many marriages fail. You're in the dating phase. You're doing things for your significant other that you wouldn't do for anybody else. You're making sacrifices. You're going out of your way to make sure that they know that they're loved and cared for. And what happens is that relationship is built. You're lulled into a state of comfort. And once you lull yourself into that state of comfort, you stop doing the things that you did in the dating phase. And you both start to silently grow to resent one another because you're not making effort on either side and the relationship falls apart and before you know it you're signing divorce papers the same thing happens in business you need to treat your top people like you are quite literally married to them which means that there needs to be deposits into that relationship way more often than there are withdrawals made because there are always withdrawals made in relationships and what happens is is when you just make one like if i put a million dollars in the bank and i take 50 here five thousand there ten thousand there 75 here and i just keep chipping away chipping away at some point that money's going to run out no matter how much was in there in the first place so you need to make sure that you're constantly making deposits back into those people in your life that you're closest with especially in business and in your relationships because if you don't that bank account one day you're going to go to write a check and it's going to bounce now 
we look back at Jesus and it's like, what more could he have done? You look back at somebody like Demas and it's like, how could he? No, don't get me wrong. There's some people out there that are so inherently twisted, wicked, sad, depraved, lacking character that no matter how much you do for them, they'll still stab you in the back. What do you do about that? How do you protect yourself against that? I guess number one is being a good judge of character. But every once in a while, a sheep slips in and, and, and a wolf slips in in sheep's clothing. It happens. So what do you do? You bless the person, you forgive them, and you move on. Because the more time that you spend sitting around thinking about how this person hurt you, you're, you're, you're literally, you're letting them do more damage to you post-major event. It's like, okay, the major event, the betrayal came out, the relationship fell apart, and then I'm going to continue to hold on to this anger and this hatred and this, and this sadness and this, and I'm going to start to look over my shoulder more and I'm going to be gun shy and all this stuff. You're, you're literally allowing them to cause more damage to you. Like, let it go. And the best revenge, I can tell you right now, is massive success. The best revenge is massive success. So I wanted to start today talking briefly about how to deal and protect yourself against betrayal. And now I want to segue into the power of compounding interest. You see, the way that success is built is a series of obsessive, it's, a, it's an obsessive execution of the little things done properly day in and day out. The reason why there are so many unsuccessful people, average and below average people, is not because of the color of your skin. It's not because of your genitals. It has nothing to do with your upbringing. Although these things can influence certain circumstances, I can show you somebody with the same skin color, similar upbringing, and the same sex organs as you crushing life right now so what's your excuse i'll tell you what you're not doing what you're not doing is you are not executing the little fundamentals day in and day out i've talked about this before in all of these books that i read obsessively now i'm reading probably five books right now that i will finish this month my goal is to read not five books a year five books a month 60 a year and the reason why I'm doing that is because I have a routine built in and I understand that the best way to expedite your growth is to read. And what I'm finding in all of these books, you got to understand, I have been reading self-development, de- self self-help, uh, finance, success, people. I've been studying biographies and people that have accomplished amazing things for the better part of a decade now. And the same theme occurs, articulated differently, albeit, over and over and over again, and that is the execution of small, simple, fundamental disciplines day after day after day after day. Because think about this, there's a story. There's a story of two brothers, and their dad is about to die. And their dad says, listen, you have two choices. I want to give you your guys' inheritance, right? And he says that you've got two choices. You can, number one, is you can take this penny... This penny is going to be in our butler's, uh, uh, his name is Max, and, and Max, our butler's possession. And what Max is going to do is that every day you don't touch that penny, I'm go- he's going to double it. So day two, you'll have two pennies. Day three, you'll have four. Day five, you'll have eight. And so on and so forth. Your other option is you can have a million dollar line of credit the day after I die. So it's either pick the penny that doubles every day or the million dollar line of credit. 
And what happens is the two brothers, they leave and they're sad and they're distraught. Their dad's dying. They love their dad, but they've got a huge dilemma on their hands. Which one do we pick? And the one brother, they both go to bed and they can barely sleep. They're anxious. They don't know what to do. And their father gave them some reading. And I can't, for the sake of the story, remember what the reading is. But basically, it influenced one brother. Oh, it was about a, um, uh, it was about a little plant that can reproduce very quickly. And it's on one side of the pond. And it says it wants to get to the other side of the pond, laughs at the plant. But the plant starts to double its reproduction every single day. And before you know it, it's covering the entire pond. The one boy read it and got the point. The other boy read it and didn't. So the one boy goes the next day, you know, father dies next week. And the one boy takes the penny. The other one takes the million dollar line of credit, right? So the boy that takes the penny, you know, he's just got a penny after day one. Day two, he's got two pennies. Day three, he's got four. So the, the other boy opens up a million dollar line of credit. He hires the best investors in the world, the best advisors in the world. And he goes and he invests all of his money in the market. And well, wouldn't you know it, the market had a downturn, but then it had an upswing swing and he made a little bit of that. So he had a major downturn, lost half, upswing, got it back and then some. And what happened was after they, you know, he ended up making uh, off of the million, like $1.5 million. But after having to pay the advisors and the investors and the interest and that and this, and he ended up in debt. He ended up like $750,000 in debt. Whereas the other brother, after letting that penny sit and double every single day, instead of a million dollars, had $11 million. So what is the point of the story? The point of the story is compounding interest. That little things done correctly day in and day out. Although after 10 days, you might only have a couple of bucks. Boy, look back in a year. Look back in two years. Look back in 10 years. Imagine what 10 years of execution and concentrated discipline would do for you in your life. Imagine. The problem is, is that many of you lack the discipline and the focus to do what needs to be done day in and day out. You know why? Because you get bored. You get bored and you don't see massive results right away, so you quit. And then you live an average life and you die and you leave nothing. And you're forgotten about in a year. (laughs) People no longer talk about you or think about you because you've left no legacy. You've left no amount of impact. And I'm not just talking financially. I'm talking about everything you do because how you do one thing is how you do everything. Everything. What are you doing day in and day out every single day to build and cultivate and build and cultivate and build and cultivate? What are you doing every single day? Because here's the thing. You are also doing things that are working in a compounding way negatively. One cheeseburger isn't going to cause a heart attack, but a cheeseburger three times a week over the course of 10 years, you just drop dead out of nowhere and oh my God, I can't believe he died. Really? The dude's been eating cheeseburgers and drinking beer for 10 freaking years straight. People call a sudden heart attack. It was a sudden heart attack. BS. That thing has been coming for a long time. That was the result of your negative compounding interest. 
The same thing happens mentally. The same thing happens spiritually. You don't use your brain properly. You don't exercise your mind. You get dementia. You get Alzheimer's. All of these things compound. So it doesn't matter. You're not, there's no state of not compounding. You're either compounding good or you're compounding bad right now. You're either compounding good or you're compounding bad. But it's happening behind the scenes. And it's up to you to decide which direction that's headed. You know, it's funny, man. It, it, like the consistent, I can't wait. You know, I've had a lot of success in my life. I've made millions of dollars. I've led massive organizations, won awards and accolades. I'm not saying this to brag or boast by any means. And this is just the beginning. Just the very, I, I, I feel this. It's almost like success is like being pregnant, right? You've heard this before that. You know, everybody wants the baby. Nobody wants to be pregnant. Pregnancy is rough. Swollen feet, (laughs) hemorrhoids, like throwing up, morning sickness, back pain. Your body goes through all these radical changes. And then the birth, you get ripped open, basically. It's not, I'm glad I ain't a woman. God bless all the women listening to this right now. And especially the mothers. God bless you. Not anything I would want to have to deal with. But it's interesting that success is the same thing. Success and in, in being successful, like you have to be pregnant for a while. And that might be, it ain't nine months. Typically we're talking years, years. There's pain, there's shortcomings, there's disappointment, there's issues. Like, like I can't, like everybody, the baby comes and oh my God, you guys are so lucky. Look at this beautiful baby boy. Like you didn't see what I went through these past nine months. Like I can't wait someday when I've accomplished what I've set out to accomplish, which, which are massive, 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 massive goals. And I hear you're lucky. I can't. And I've heard that before, even in the past. Luck. Oh, it must be nice. You weren't there. You weren't there when there was a mental breakdown and eight felonies we had to be. You weren't there through two miscarriages. You weren't there through nearly a broken marriage. You weren't there through an IRS audit. You weren't there through not one, but two multi-million dollar lawsuits. You weren't there through betrayal in business. You weren't there when I had to part ways with the company that I spent 10 years of loyal building with. You weren't there. Lucky. Must be nice. I'm not saying this for a sob story. I'm not saying this to get your sympathy. I'm asking you, do you really have what it takes to go through the the things that you need to go through to truly get what you really want? Because you are going to be put to the test. Miscarriages, nearly failed relationships, lawsuits, betrayal, IRS audits, like you name it, you name, and I'm, these are the major events. Imagine all the little ones in between. How bad do you really want it? I don't even know how we got here today, but I feel like there's somebody listening to this that needs to hear like, dude, you think you're, it's all going to be sunshine, rainbows and hop, hopscotch on the way. And here's the thing. If you are not going through adversity right now and you just started off in business, you're not working hard enough. You're not thinking big enough. 
Like if you haven't encountered major obstacles and adversity, you know, somebody told me I was talking to a, a, a man who's very, very successful the other day. And he said, you should be thankful for these lawsuits. He said, that means you're doing something right. It's like, I've been sued 12 times. This dude's nearly a billionaire. Nearly a billionaire. Like if you haven't gone through some kind of major obstacle and adversity, I would challenge the size of your goals. Because here's the thing. A lot of you will have what is, what is called high level success and you'll plateau there. And you'll never get past that, you know, like you'll make, like I see these young kids, they'll make five hundred to $700,000 a year, which, wow, a lot of people on this call are thinking like, that's a lot of money. That ain't a lot of money. That's enough. That's peanuts. Peanuts. They'll make $500,000 to $700,000 a year and they're stuck there. And I see these guys that get comfortable in business. They make it to seven fifty to a million dollars, and they're there for three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, and they never break that plateau because they get comfortable. They get lulled into a routine that's not that's not forcing them to grow. Like if you want to do something truly special, I'm not talking about a million dollars a year special. I'm talking about a billion. I'm not, I'm not talking about like changing your inner circle. I'm talking about changing the world. You're going to go through an immense amount of suffering for that. Look at what happened to Jesus Christ. Look at, happened to, look at what happened to Martin Luther King. Look at what happened to John Kennedy. These people lost their lives for their ideals. They lost their lives. Look at the apostles, the martyrs. Look at, at anybody. It's done anything world-changing. Look at Elon Musk now. Oh, the allegations. Here we go. The allegations. Oh, he's starting to go right wing. Let's get some whore, some harlot out of the woodwork. Just, you know, somebody sitting in their one-bedroom apartment to make some ac accusation. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to go through it. And I'm very suspicious and leery of Elon, by the way. I'm just giving you another example of what you're going to go through if you want to do something truly special. So, that's my episode. I want to challenge all of you to grow. I want to challenge all of you to expand your goals. I want to challenge you to you know, prepare yourself for betrayal and business. I want to challenge you. Are you using compounding interest properly? So I hope you guys all have a good day. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.